Welcome to the Probate Realtor Show, your one source for selling and buying real estate through trust and probate. Hear directly from the best attorneys and trusted advisors on how executors and administrators navigate the probate process in and out of court. Being a personal representative or successor trustee can be a daunting task, and often beneficiaries don't have a clear plan. Let us help you make the right decision for your clients, your family, and your legacy. And now, here's your host, the probate realtor himself, Matias Baker Mazzucci. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today, as always, we have a very, very interesting guest. Uh, with us, we have Tressa Pope who is a mortgage broker. Not only is she really good at what she does, she's also so much fun to be around. So when you have the two things going on together, it's like, you know, you love working with somebody and they're good at what they do. Kind of like, you know, that's that's kind of like the, the perfect scenario. Uh, Tressa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matthias, for having me. So the question that is on everybody's mind uh, and and so we can tell our audience to start with, uh, what is exactly a mortgage broker? That's a great question. It gets very confusing because there's lots of titles out there. So a mortgage broker is someone that's not tied to one particular bank or mortgage okay. company. So you have out there loan officers, mortgage bankers, mortgage originators, but a broker, they uh, have basically one person they work for, that's the client and they want to make sure that they match them to the right mortgage company or bank for their particular needs. Got it. Got it. Okay. So if I am banking with bank with Bank of America and yeah. you know they send me something in the mail that says, you know, refinance your house, or you know, here's, you know, we can get you pre-qualified to buy something, et cetera, et cetera. That bank is offering a product that that bank offers. Correct. Okay. Yes. Now, what you do as a broker is that you have access to that bank and other banks, et cetera, et cetera, right? Exactly, yes. And there's, everyone's situation is different. So sometimes it may be in your best interest to stay with your own bank. You have right. your bank accounts with them and maybe that might be in your best interest. But what a mortgage broker does is a great person to uh, offer you that advice on whether it's good to stay with your own bank or to look at other options. Okay, that makes total sense. Now, we hear a lot of terms when it comes to financing, you know, there's an underwriter, there is a, uh, like you said, can you uh, briefly tell us who you specifically, who are the people that work with you? Okay, got it. So let's see, that we'll start kind of from beginning to end. So you start with a loan uh, advisor. So that would be okay. a loan officer, mortgage broker, mortgage banker, you start with them. Okay. They take your application. They get to know what it is that you're looking for. Once you find your house or you get your loan, whether it's a refinance or you're purchasing something, then you're going to move on to either a, in the real estate world, it would be someone like a transaction coordinator. Mm -hmm. But in the mortgage world, it's normally a loan assistant or associate or a loan processor. And then they help you with the paperwork. So there's lots of paperwork, whether it's real estate or mortgage lending, and they help guide you through not only the paperwork that you have to provide, but all the things that you have to sign. Uh, once it goes through that process, it goes to an underwriter who then reviews all of the paperwork and decides on your loan approval. So the underwriter is the one that makes that final decision, you're approved, or if they don't approve you, they say, 
well, we need more information or we need more documents to decide if we're going to approve you or not. Got it. Now, there's another person that's in there, uh, which is the appraiser. Mm-hmm. And the appraiser is um, a third party. So they are not tied to the mortgage company and they go out and assess the property, to determine how much it's worth. Makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Very good. Now, you do um, purchase loans as well as refinancing, right? Yes, we do purchase loans, we do refinancing, we do uh, construction and renovation loans. So if you want to remodel your property, we do uh, second mortgages. So those are home equity lines of credit or fixed second mortgages. So we do a variety of different types of mortgages because we're brokers and we have access to a lot of different things. Very nice. So let's talk a little bit about the products. I think okay. I, I think I'm interested about these different products, and I think our mm-hmm. audience will be interested as well. So sure. we have a purchase loan. Everybody's familiar with it. You you mm-hmm. identify a real estate a piece of real estate. You get qualified. You purchase it. The bank gives you the money. You put a down payment and all of that good stuff. Then mm-hmm. we have the refinance. Mm-hmm. Refinance meaning you you already own the asset. You mm-hmm. already own the, and you have a um and interest rates, or there are reasons that you want to pull out some cash. Now, can you tell me, when is it a good time? What are the good reasons, intelligent reasons to refinance? And not just because it's in vogue and everybody's doing it, but what are the good reasons to refinance? Well, uh, using a mortgage, whether it's to buy a home or to refinance, it's another financial tool. Mm -hmm. So just like you work with your financial advisor, and maybe you're going to look at stocks or investments right. or annuities. You're going to use your mortgage as a mortgage tool or okay. as a financial tool. So mm-hmm. a refinance is a, a vehicle where you can borrow money for maybe lower than credit cards or personal okay. loans or right. um, working with a contractor. So it might be actually in your best interest financially to look at redoing your loan. That's what a refinance is, mm-hmm. is redoing the financing on right. the property that you already own. And a lot of people right now, because uh, we're seeing the highest credit card debt we've seen in a very long time, people are maxing out all of their credit cards. So what some people are looking at doing is consolidating all of that debt into their mortgage. Right. So even if their interest rate is higher than mortgages were a few years ago, so even if their mortgage interest rate is say 6%, it's better than 26% or 18% on a credit card. Yeah. So you got to look at the whole financial picture. That makes total sense. Now let's look at uh, HELOC. Um, Mm -hmm. That is another product that you mentioned. Um, Some people call it a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is, tell us a little bit about more, a little bit more about that. Yeah. So a home equity line of credit or HELOC for short is it's essentially like taking a credit card or equity line, a line of credit against your house. Mm-hmm. So you get a line of credit and you might be approved for, I don't know, 100,000, 150,000. And so you can use that line of credit um, to remodel your place. I've seen people use that to help their kids through college or pay off student loans. Um, another way to consolidate debt you can use your home equity line to pay off solar or consolidate your credit cards. So if you have enough equity in your property and you don't want to touch that first mortgage because you got a good rate on that first mortgage, it might be it might make financial sense to get a second mortgage. Good. Mm-hmm. Very good. That makes sense. Now, let's talk about what everybody's favorite subject for the past year, interest rates. 
And uh, you and I had a few conversations about this. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first got into real estate in 2004, um, you know, when somebody was getting 7%, we were like, wow, you got 7%, just so lucky. And now, <laughs> yeah, and now people have been used to, uh, you know, three and a half, two, yeah. seven, five for 10 year mm-hmm. fixed that, that yeah. we're going around. Um, and people at now are borrowing what, first of all, what is the, what rates are you seeing without any points buy down? Yeah. So interest rates right now are still probably in the mid to high sixes. Okay. So six and a half, uh, 6.7. And that's going to depend. That's probably someone with really good credit. So excellent credit, excellent down payment. And so excellent credit is anything over 750. And excellent down payment is anything at 20% down or more. Makes sense. So, and you don't necessarily have to buy with 20% down. You can get in with 10% down or sometimes lower. Uh, but those will get you the best interest rates if you have a strong down payment. Makes total sense. Now, mm-hmm. I briefly mentioned this. Not everybody knows this, no, nor, nor should they. Um, the points. People yeah. are advertising the points. Mm-hmm. Somebody's paying. So um, I'm seeing this. I'm getting offers uh, with, with buy-downs requests. You know, right. one right. point, two points. Right. Tell us what that is. Tell our audience what that is. And, and tell us what the benefits and the pitfalls and why. Um, some people um, are advocating for the buy-downs. Sure. So what some people don't know is that interest rates, it's kind of like a menu that comes out every day. Mm-hmm. So interest rates are not only affected by your individual situation, so your down payment and credit that we talked about, right. but they're affected by the market, the economy. So every day a menu comes out to lenders and they say, okay, this is the interest rate with no points. Mm-hmm. or basically no fee for that rate. Right. And then on the menu, you can pay a fee to get a lower interest rate, or you can actually get a higher interest rate and get a rebate. So right. that menu goes up and down. Um, but what some people are negotiating right now with sellers is they're asking the seller to pay that fee for a lower interest rate. And the seller may do that either temporarily, so they buy an interest rate down for just the first or second year, or they do it permanently, meaning they buy the interest rate down for the whole 30 years. Okay. And, and so one point equals 1% of your loan amount. So obviously their difference is that if I'm buying down, if I'm the seller and I'm buying down for the buyer temporarily, mm-hmm. it's costing me a certain amount of money. But if right. I'm buying down permanently, it's yes. obviously going to be more expensive. Yes. yes. So that interest, somebody's paying that interest. Yes, someone is paying it. Yep. However, the buyer who maybe, like you said, is at six and a half percent, getting a, a, a 30 year fixed at six and a half, can negotiate with um, the seller mm-hmm. to be able to meet the purchase price right. and get five and a half, say, 30 year, right. uh, five and a half. So mm-hmm. for 30 years. So, so in the sell, so this is a tool that sellers can use um, to, um, if the math to keep makes their sense. price what they wanted. So right. um, in some cases, it may benefit the seller to help buy a lower interest rate instead of lowering the price. Right, okay. Because at the end of the day, that payment could still be lower for the buyer than just lowering the price. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. And that so more sense. people are very um, uh, sensitive to the mortgage payment right now because interest rates did go up. So if we can keep the buyer's payment in a budget that's comfortable for them, then the seller doesn't necessarily have to lower their price. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes and so sense. It, get, it nets them more money in their pocket than if they were to lower the price instead of helping with the, the um, interest rate. Very good. And you as a, um, what are you, what, what kind of tools are you giving your clients when it comes to that? Are you um, informing them and letting them know, look, if you do a buy down, you can afford this much. Is that is that how the conversation goes? Well, normally what I do is I have the conversation with their real estate agent because I'm right. not the one that's going to be negotiating. Sure. So I sure. don't necessarily want to tell the buyer something that then their real estate agent was was not prepared for that negotiation. So Absolutely. the uh, real estate agent and I are partners. So we'll first talk about, okay, what do you think is realistic of what we could ask a seller? So mm -hmm. if we could ask a seller for, say, $20,000, then I can go back to my rates and inform the buyer, hey, we're thinking of negotiating with the seller around $20,000. This is the kind of rate that would buy you. And then this you let the them know this is how much you would pay. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. This is how much. And you then we pay. do the same thing. I partner with real estate agents on their listings. Mm -hmm. So I just did an open house last weekend where we put together some scenarios for uh, potential buyers to show them, hey, this seller is willing to give you, you know, $25,000 and you could spend it these ways. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, that makes sense. Um, who needs a mortgage broker? Well, I would say uh, a mortgage professional, let's, let's think of it this way. When you do mm -hmm. your taxes, so say you file your taxes, some people choose to go to TurboTax, right? right? Just kind of go onto the computer and they use the, the AI and they do their taxes that way. And some people could do their mortgage that way. They could go online and kind of use the bots and get a mortgage that way. And some people need to go to an accountant for their taxes because they have right. something that's kind of complicated or they have tax goals or they don't want to pay a lot in taxes. So they need to use an actual human. And so it kind of works the same with a mortgage. This is going to be the largest investment of your life in most cases. So yeah. you want to work with a professional that's going to think about your taxes your future financial goals, uh, your budget, and really come up with something that's tailor-made for you. So that's why it's important to go to a mortgage professional and get that advice. Yes. Good, good. That makes total sense. Let me ask you this more specifically. What problems do you like to solve mm -hmm. as a mortgage yes. broker? Yes. Well, I got into, you know, my background is more on the operation side. So I worked in the office. I worked on mm -hmm. the, did the paperwork and I was in loan processing. So I help people with paperwork. And what I found was I, I, I really liked helping people that were discouraged when they were turned down. Okay. When they didn't really understand why. So people that may have gone to a bank or a mortgage company and they were, they were turned down, but they didn't understand why they were turned down and how they could overcome that. Mm -hmm. I really like turning those no's into yeses, which is why people say you get a yes with trust, because I like to um, not just say, okay, it's a no today, but map out how we're going to solve that problem. So if it's, if it's credit, if it's down payment, we have to be creative with how we're presenting something to an underwriter. I work with a lot of people that work in the entertainment business, 
And that is sometimes hard for an underwriter to understand. Why do you have 12 W-2s and you've got 1099s and you have uh, you go from Warner Brothers to uh, Disney? How is that possible? I like helping people piece that together and really navigate how to present that to a lender. Very nice. Very nice. Now, let's talk a little bit about you. Where are you from? I am originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, which is in the Midwest. All right. Um, we are famous for our chili spaghetti. So I'm a chili fan. I love all types of chili. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what we're known for. That's what I enjoy. I came to Los Angeles because I wanted to be an actor, which is why I have a special place in my heart for people that work in entertainment. Very nice. And I started temping at a mortgage company. Okay. Pay my rent. And you know what? I liked getting checks over being a starving artist. So that's okay. So that so that's how the transition happened. So yeah, that's how the transition happened. Yeah. Cincinnati. Uh And then in Cincinnati, what's the weather like in Cincinnati? I mean, it's pretty cold. It's pretty humid. So during the summer, it's very uh, hot and sticky. And then in the winter, it's uh, pretty cold. Now, my husband is from Nebraska, so he calls me an East Coaster. Oh. Um, and his winters are are worse, but um, a lot of people move from Ohio because of the winters and they try to find somewhere that's a little bit more sunny. That makes sense. But you okay. can't beat the people. The people are very nice um, and very friendly. Okay. So since, since I'm not going to just let you get away with this brief, <laughs> you know, like your brief, like I, I appreciate this, but okay. Young Tressa, Cincinnati. How does she get in her head acting? I mean, is it, are people going around Cincinnati? It's like, hey, come to LA and become an actor. Well, Cincinnati has one of the first performing arts schools. Oh, there so you go. I went to a school from when I was nine. Okay. I went to a okay. performing arts school and um, I started as actually an artist. So a visual artist. So I was okay. a painter. Um, and I was very shy. So I know you can't, you know, Matias will say, oh, you can't shut Tress up now. But when I was young, I was very shy. And so my parents put me into theater to get me out of my shell. Oh, okay. And uh, that's kind of how the bug started. Wow. Yeah. I love so, it. That's great. Yeah, so, and then eventually, so you always, and so you always knew it, that, you know, eventually you were going to move to the big city. Yeah. And, then I moved and, and what made you decide LA over New York? Uh, I liked uh, green, so like green. trees, grass, uh, and yellow. You know, a lot of outdoors. yellow. Outdoors, <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, so that was Fair. the reason. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Um, then you arrived out here. You 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 did uh, you know your auditioning and all of those things, mm-hmm. uh, and then just by what? How did you find the 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 job at a at a mortgage company? <laughs> okay, so it's kind of funny. Um, so I, someone suggested that I start temping, you yeah. know, like at an office. Okay. So um, I went to a, you would, you go to a temp agency, right? Mm-hmm. You go to a temp agency and you have to take a test like yeah, on uh, computers. Well, I didn't know that much about computers. Sounds stressful already. Yeah. So I went to uh, probably, I don't know. I, I went to a temp agency, took the test. Well, the thing and you is, thought you could either got, got away by singing and dancing. Yeah. When you went to the no. temp agency, so the test, like, no, take the yeah, test of the computer. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go learn a computer and the test, it would tell you what you did wrong. So I would fail and then go to the next one and try to do better and fail again. And I just kept going until I passed the test and finally got out of temp agency. And they, yeah, they just put me in different offices. Okay. And eventually 
I went to a mortgage office and being that I was an actor, you could fib a little bit. So they would call me and say, uh, hey, well, they're looking for someone that's worked in a mortgage office. And I, since I did it before, I said, yeah, I'm a mortgage expert. <laughs> Fake it until you make it. Fake it until you make it. Fake it till you make it. So once I worked at one mortgage company, then I said, yeah, I'm an expert in mortgages. And they put me in. um, Then they sent me to Countrywide, which at that time was the largest mortgage. Yes, I remember Countrywide. Yeah. So I worked at Countrywide for about eight years. Oh, interesting. Very nice. Mm -hmm. And then um, now your journey in in the didn't end there because you worked for somebody then at your own company. Now Mm -hmm. you have your own empire, right? (laughs) So and now your your husband is working for you right. as well. Yeah. It's like yep. you've absorbed everybody, all the actors that came from Cincinnati. Yeah, and now so if you're an actor <laughs> out there and you want to get into mortgage, then you you're, give me a call. And you're yeah. tired of not being able to pay your bills? Um, yes. Call, okay, call yes. Tressa. Uh, yeah. We'll let you do both. You can do a little bit of mortgage and then acting on the side. Because my husband still acts. Of course, right? Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so... I don't know. Did you ever watch those uh, uh, inside the actor studio? Yes. Okay, yep. good. Mm-hmm. Because I know, you know, this is LA. If you're listening to this around the country, you know, like <laughs> you want, so you know, James Limpton, do you remember the Bernard Pivot question that he asks at the end? I do. You know, so inside the actor studio, there's this guy, he, yeah. the host, takes it from, um, from a um, French uh, uh, talk show host. Okay. that is very serious and ask these questions that are, uh, you know, philosophical and whatever, but they're oh, fun right. questions, but they yeah. reveal about the personality of the person. So I've gathered some of these questions up. Uh, some of them come from different questionnaires. It's okay. thir- There's 30 of them. Don't worry about it. You don't have to okay. answer all of them, okay. but, I, but they're numbered one to 30. And okay. I would love for you to pick any number between one and 30. And okay. I will ask you that question. Okay, got it. So you're partly responsible for the question that I'm about to ask you. Uh, I'll do 27. Oh, 27. I love that number. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. This is a good one. Okay. What was the last thing you regret buying? Uh, the last thing. Yes. I the regret? last thing you regret buying. I mean, you know, Amazon is the house of regrets as far as I'm concerned, personally. That's true. Uh, yes. Because we do return a lot of things. Um, so does anything come to mind? But mine is usually food related. Okay, that's good enough. So the you last thing yeah. I regret buying was some really bad fish and chips. <laughs> okay, really bad. You Greasy. That's not good. good. Ugh, I felt gross after. So yes, bad yeah. fish. So you're like, no, I don't want to buy. It you again. know what I do with the Amazon is I put I uh, put stuff in my cart and I just mm-hmm. let it sit. Yeah. So that way I'm not just um, buying out of impulse. Yes. And then that good. way I can go back through it. I should teach that to my wife. <laughs> I call my wife in the hope that there's been credit card fraud. And then it's never credit card fraud. I was like, Brianne, did you buy this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I always hope she says, no, they stole my card. Yeah. But no, that never happens. Okay. Pick another number from one to 30, please. Okay. Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. Oh, okay. I think we know the, we know the question of this, but, but we'll see. Okay. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? 
Ooh. So um, acting doesn't count and mortgage yeah, doesn't count. We can't, no, do, mortgage we can't do We can't do art. It's got to be something that you have not attempted before. I would like to be a country singer. Oh, it is kind of the performance world. I'll let you get. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'll let you get. Yeah. I'll let you get away with it. What would your country singing name be? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I guess it'd have to be something with a twang. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tristan yeah. was actually a pretty good country country name. If yeah, you want. I mean, I yeah. maybe I would use my middle name, so I would be um, Ter uh, Teresa Noel. Oh, there you go. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. That would be my like country it. name. Very yeah. good. Okay, let's do one more. One okay, more. One more, something in the middle. Uh, 16. 16. I love that we're going to end on this note. What are you grateful for today? Um, that's a good question. I am grateful that... Um, and I'm going to use... Uh, I'll describe how what this word means to me. Okay. I'm grateful that I am rich. And what I mean by that is I don't have to worry about a roof over my head, food in my belly, uh, or being able to see my friends and loved ones. And I think that's a rich life. And um, I think that if I can share with other people that just makes my life more abundant by being able to share what I already have. And so I'm grateful for that. That is beautiful. Tressa, thank you so much. The mortgage broker philosopher who has joined us today <laughs> is grace us. We, it was wonderful to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing all the information. Sure. Very important now. People who need a mortgage broker, how do they get a hold of you? Yes. So best way is my website. It's my name, tressapope.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at tressapope. So if you can find my name, you should be able to find me. And um, we make it very easy. We have a, a main number that you can call or text. Oh, and whether it's my husband, me or Terry, we all see those same texts so that way we can get answers back to you quickly. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye, everyone.